Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Welcome to The Athletic Football Show. I'm Robert Mays. Hopefully you guys listened to the first two episodes of our round one recap. This is episode three, picks 21 through 32 at the end of the draft. So much great stuff happening here. Please enjoy show number three of three. This is the Athletic Football Show's Draft Night Special. Are you ready? Let's get it started. Live in studio from Kansas City, featuring... Your host, Robert Mays, the Athletics NFL Draft Beast, Dane Brugler, and of course, the one and only Nate Tice, plus special guests along the way. The NFL Draft is now officially open. A guy whose ceiling is completely limitless and somebody whose future and where he can go is very, very exciting, Nate, is Anthony Richardson. Let's chat a little bit about where you think Richardson is and why you're so excited about him. Well, first and foremost, it's the athletic ability. Uh, that's what you're <laughs> going to start with. Is is just we talk about problem solving and creation right here. This is a play against Tennessee where it is a fourth and one right here. And the true difference maker athleticism, especially what Anthony Richardson shows, this is a bootleg. And I want to show you what Tennessee's doing right here. This is a defensive back. Defensive backs, you generally run what, four or five, you know, that, that minimum, you know, ballpark right there. Here's Anthony Richardson out racing a defensive back to the edge, to the corner, and getting back about 15 yards on this play. But the fact that this is so fluid, throws the defender off of him and just creates a play right here, a huge first down and a tight ball game. And this is like, that's where it starts. The, just these athletic gifts that he has. But I also want to show just some of the mental polish that he plays with as well. Right here against South Florida, this is just a cover two, classic cover two from South Florida, and this is a classic high-low combination from Florida. So, or, I'm sorry, from South Florida, and then Florida's running a classic high-low. Cover two beater right here, smash. So you're going to have a hitch on the outside and a corner route from the slot. So if you look here, right there, there's your hitch, and then this is going to be a corner route. This is the soft spot in cover two. That's go, that guy's going to go right outside there. Now, Richardson knows this. The defense knows this. That is the soft spot. That is where you want to beat in cover two. So how's Richardson, uh, along with his arm strength, how does he beat this? If you see that safety right here, you see him just kind of be flat-footed mm-hmm. and not get with. There's a reason. That's not just because the player is not very good, which might might be the truth right there. I'm sorry <laughs> for that player. But if you watch right here from the end zone, this is polished. This is being a technician. This is being a quarterback. So if you look, there is Richardson with his eyes. Again, you want to look at the helmet right here. He is looking outside. He is seeing. He's confirming the picture. That is cover two with South Florida showing me. See him glance right there to the middle? That's him holding the safety. And that's why that safety freezes. He is not looking at the receiver there. Yes, it looks like it. That's where the safety is, is right there. He is holding him. The safety doesn't know which way to go now. He should be getting with. So he holds him there and then drives on the throw all within rhythm. And I just want to show one last play because this is just the freaky traits that Richardson brings. Again, but also with polish. He's throwing a sail route here against Eastern Washington. As now he's here come the Chargers. He's trying to get the ball off. With the, the guy's dragging him down. In the 2023 NFL Draft, 
is as he's getting tackled from the guy that, yes, it's Eastern Washington, he's probably about 200 pounds. He's dragging him and still throws the ball from the opposite hash all the way to the sideline. Huge first down, which should have been a sack. That's what Richardson is. It's surprising polish along with, yeah, freaky athletic gifts. That's the package that he's bringing to Indianapolis. So here's our answer about the playmaker that was going to get dropped into the Chargers <laughs> offense. Great, great draw. That was outstanding, by the way. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Quinn Johnston. Uh, wow, to the Chargers. That's not the receiver we thought would be the next off the board. Okay. Uh, not who we thought maybe tight end. They go with the big receiver who is not the freak necessarily we thought he was, but he's still he's a, he's a good athlete. He yep. has size. Uh, the, probably the, what you like most about him maybe is just that uh, ability to make that first man miss. Yeah. He's got a really good sense for it. Uh, but you know, he's needs to be more consistent in all areas of his game, route running, finishing at the catch point. Um, he's a, you know, we talked about polish with Jackson Smith and Jigba. Quentin Johnson's the opposite. He's unpolished yeah. in a lot of areas, but you see the ability and, uh, you know, anybody that watched that TCU offense, you know, you saw him make plays after plays yep. after plays. Uh, plenty to be encouraged about, about what he's going to grow into. Yeah. This is a home run swing. Yes. And I understand why they wanted to make it. When you think about just how condensed and lifeless that offense could feel at times last year, over the last couple of years, they've had no one they could just take to the house. Let's put the ball in his hands and let's see what he can do. And with his physical profile in the frame, think of downfield guy ball right. winner. That's not who he is. No, right. He's a yak monster. Right. What he can do with the ball in his hands is his best trait, and they've lacked that skill set. And yes. now, potentially, in the best case scenario, they have it. And he can he can do this from the outside. Like all of his highlights that they just showed, I don't know what happened with my voice right now. <laughs> all the all those highlights that they just showed, it's crossers. Yeah. Get the ball yeah. in his hands. Yak monster. Home run threat, but it's it's yak. It's yards yeah. after yeah. the catch. Runway routes. Yes. I mean, yeah. Yes. Get no him on the move. That. No one. A guy you yeah. can get the ball on a slant to and just have him take the, it to the house. That has not been their the best offense. yak guy has been Austin Eckler yes. for the last couple right. of years. Who's very good been. at it. But if you want guys that are truly creating something, like last year they tried to make Gerald Everett work. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, like, even when we were just talking tight ends and receivers, I was like, Johnson actually makes more sense than I thought five minutes ago. Yeah. And it actually worked out right here. But getting a guy that's different than Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen's your slot guy now. He's your power slot, but more of that crafty route runner. Mike Williams is your outside ball winner. So you don't need that vertical ball winner. Now you got the guy that's creating the yards after catch. Again, we're talking about synergy of the pass catcher room. Boom, right then and there. I think in a lot of teams that were desperate for pass catching options, he would have been miscast. Yes. They would have tried to yeah. use him in ways that weren't conducive to his skill set. Yeah. On this version of the Chargers, at least the 2023 Chargers, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens after this. Yeah. But this year's team, you're not going to have to worry about that because you can have him be who he kind of is at his core based on the other players around him. Absolutely. And when we did the wide receiver preview show, I mean, you threw out uh, Ayuk as a potential comp, <laughs> I had not, good. you know, you, I don't think you initially think of that, but when you factor in what he does best and Ayuk, what he does best with the length and the yak, it, it matches up. It makes yep. some sense. And so I, I, you know, it really kind of clicked. I was like, huh, never would have thought about that. But when you think about what they do best, I, you know, I understand why you would come to that conclusion and, for a team like this that needs that, that yes. infusion of uh, something that give you a little bit extra. You know, you, when you have Mike Williams on the outside winning those comebacks and back shoulders and, you know, Keenan Allen with his ability over the middle of the field and some of those short to intermediate routes. Yep. I had a guy like this who he can't, you know, watch the Kansas tape. You see him win deep. He yep. can do that, uh, you know, not as a true ball winner, but someone that can track over his shoulder, yep. make plays. Uh, but then also take uh, simple slants and take it the distance. He he has that ability in him. So 
it'll be interesting to see how they sprinkle him in the offense. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Josh Palmer's still there. Yep. They don't have to rush him. That's yeah, also no, the don't. nice thing about nope. this. And you talk about veteran presences in these positional yes. rooms to land with Keenan Allen, yeah. who is the most oh, yeah. nuanced and yes. advanced player. in. The, you talk to receivers around the NFL. It's like, who do you like? Who do you mm-hmm. watch? Keenan yes. Allen's the first name out of their mouth every time him and Devontae Adams. Yeah. Every yeah. single that time. And for that, you to land in that sort of spot is huge. And now you think about Kellen Moore, okay? That Kellen Moore offense with all those stop routes yeah. where you got guys turning around at the sticks. The Chargers did a lot of that over the last couple yep. of years to a frustrating degree. Yep. Every single time that happened, the play was dead. Yep. Come back, catch it one yard ahead of the sticks, no yak Especially whatsoever. Especially what's DeAndre Carter doing. And, it. And yeah. that's what, but <laughs> you drop Quinn Johnson into yeah. this. Think about that Kansas game, Dane. Yeah. Isn't that the game where he just took that stop route, spins on a dime, and takes it 60 yards for yeah. a touchdown? Yep. That was not in this offense. No. I'm, I'm getting excited thinking about it because I just want more. I, yeah. I just want more. And this seems like a route to do it. I don't love him. I think there's a ton of risk associated yeah. with this, but I understand the vision based on what you are. But have. like, just like Ayuk ended up in the perfect spot for him with mm-hmm. Shanahan, yeah. that offense, and a lot of yak and everything. It's as far as the other players he's playing with, the fit, like you're saying, I'm glad he brought up Joshua Palmer too, because that he doesn't need to be that guy right away eating 120 targets. No. It's like, no, he, he's probably not going to have a very impressive rookie year. I'll just be honest. But it's like, you're going to see those flash plays from him, the yak and everything. And that's like kind of how Ayuk ended up in that great situation. This is a good situation that he might have a path where it's like, okay, you add more to it. They're both just, I wouldn't say, I, I, I actually will use the term sloppy route runner. Mm-hmm. He wavers and yeah. he kind of just doesn't have that feel and that tightness. Who has like the epitome of no wasted movement? Keenan Allen. Keenan like, Allen. so, but just maybe get to like, 50% of Keenan Allen, and yeah, we've really got something going here. Well, a team that's going to have to worry about defending the Chargers and defending Quinn Johnson is the Las Vegas Raiders. They added to their defense tonight. Here to chat with us about that is one of our Raiders writers at The Athletic, Deshaun Reed. Deshaun, very good to see you, my friend. How you doing? Good to see you, man. I'm doing pretty good here at Raiders headquarters. We got the, we finally got a media meal. They usually don't give us food. We got, got the nice <laughs> chef. Everything, make a steak. Yeah. They're treating us nice up here, man. What do you think of the Tyree Wilson pick? Obviously, we thought the Raiders might go defense. They had uh, needed every single level of their defense. Why Tyree Wilson over the guys who were available at that spot in your mind? Yeah, so before the draft started, I put out there that they probably didn't consider, you know, four of these quarterbacks to be first-round guys, let alone top ten picks. And so even though Will Levis was there on the board, um, it just didn't feel likely that they were going to go with him, and, and obviously they didn't, you know, targeting the defensive side of the ball. Um, and, and Tyree Wilson in particular, he's their top rated edge out of this entire draft class, even over Will Anderson. Um, they, they believe just his his raw tools, his size, his length, um, his athletic ability, um, the, the potential to sort of mold him into something greater was something that they just couldn't pass on at this spot. And so they view it as a great value. Um, it's a premium position, obviously. And, you know, it's not necessarily a need for them, you know, since they have Max Crosby and Chandler Jones already on the roster. But both Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels have been adamant that, they're going to go with the best player available or whoever they consider that to be. And obviously for them, it was Tyree Wilson. Obviously, this is going to be – we'll see what unfolds over the course of the season. It's kind of a long-term question. But what do you think the plan is for him with those two guys already on the roster? you think we see the three of them together? you think we see him sprinkled in a little bit? What is the deployment plan for Tyree Wilson in your mind at this stage? Yeah, I think he, he lines up as their third edge rusher in the rotation. Um, I think with Chandler Jones not being the best against his run, that's not really what he's made his money for. Um, Tyree Wilson maybe could rotate in on some of those, you know, rundowns and even just to give him a breather. I mean, Chandler Jones is getting up there. He's not coming off the best season. He's dealt with injuries um, the last few years. And I also think Tyree Wilson has the versatility to rotate inside. Um, The Raiders are a team. They have a multiple front. 
with Patrick Graham. They they fluctuate between a three four and a four three, and so you know, like Tyra Wilson, maybe maybe you don't want him as a four three defensive tackle, but when they are in a three four, you know, whether it's it's lining up as a three four defensive end or you know a four three three technique, um, I think he has the versatility where he can get on the field pretty often. Even though I don't expect for him to be a starter this year. Um, in terms of his role, this is more of a long-term move. You know, Jones, they can get out of that contract next year. And ideally, Tyree Wilson is ready at that point to become the starter at edge opposite of Max Crosby. We talked about this heading into the draft. I mean, we were just discussing who they might take at seven. The idea that this team knows what they are now. You know, last year they got a little bit ahead of themselves with the Devontae Adams trade. This feels to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, like, a, you know what, we know it's going to take a couple years. Even if this is more of a pick for 2024, where we're at in our development, that's okay with us. Yeah, they know what they are. Like last year, they thought they were a lot closer. Obviously, if you trade for Devontae Adams and sign Chema Jones, you think you can win. And, and it's reasonable. You know, they made the playoffs in 2021. They almost knocked off the Bengals who went to the Super Bowl that year and, and almost won. And, uh, you know, so we couldn't really fault them for that. But, you know, I, I think it's good that they're honest. You know, they, they don't think that they're close right now. I think you can go off of their free agency moves. I know they signed Jimmy Garoppolo, but they got rid of Derek Carr, who's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> and they haven't really made any other major moves. Um, and, and so it's, you can just read their actions. Like, I, w- I wouldn't say they're, they're not trying to tank. You know, I don't think they're going to be that bad, but they're not necessarily trying to go for it either. Um, it's going to be a slow and steady build. And really, the only way to do that is through the draft um, and, and drafting, you know, like I said, the best player available, even if it isn't an, an immediate need. Um, and so we'll see. You know, they have 11 p- picks left. Um, this isn't obviously going to be all that they do in the draft moving forward. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if on day two and day three, we see them load up on some positions that maybe these guys aren't year one starters, but they believe they can be starters moving forward and high impact players. And obviously, owner Mark Davis has given, you know, both GM Dave Ziegler and coach Josh McDaniels that runway to do so. Um, I don't I don't know if necessarily they could move on from either one of those guys, uh, even if they wanted to for cash reasons. But um, they're, all, they're all in on the long term build here. And um, that's not the most exciting thing for Raiders fans to hear, especially since they haven't had too many playoff bursts. You know, since I've been alive, <laughs> really. But, uh, you know, I think it's the sound process for where they are as a team. All right. Well, you go enjoy the rest of that meal. Always good to chat with you, buddy. We'll catch up soon. Appreciate you having me. All right, guys, we're going to take one more quick break. We will be back here shortly. All right, we are back. And while we were on break, the Baltimore Ravens take Zay Flowers, receiver from Boston College. It's all coming together for this Ravens offense. It's been a big, big day. We get the Lamar Jackson extension. Now we get another pass catcher for Lamar Jackson and Todd Monken and that revamped look. I kind of like it. I I think you got a lot of intrigue now with what that receiver group looks like. Yeah, you know, doing my my seven-round mock, I was in the middle of it when Odell Beckham signed, and I was like, oh, I I had Zay Flowers going to 22. Now I got to go back (laughs) and change it. But then talking to more people, I was like, you know what? They they, they could double up. Why not? I mean, Odell Beckham's on a one-year deal. Zay Flowers, you have him to the mix. He's can be that inside-outside guy maybe, three-level threat. He he put more downfield on tape this year, which is good to see. Uh, he's a smaller target. He's 5'9", 180. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he is what he is size-wise. But speed, another guy that knows how to throttle up and down. Yep. Uh, he has some a little bit after the catch. Not a, He's not going to break a ton of tackles or anything like that, but he has speed. And, you know, he's there's a lot of uh, – when you focus on receiver and you think about guys that get open mm-hmm. and that just really threaten defenses, he has a lot of that. Yeah, and also just another guy with Rashad Bateman – 
Odell Beckham, yeah. and now Zay Flowers. It's kind of there's some, some Aguilors in there somewhere. Yes, there's some kind of sameness, but actually in a good way. Yeah. And that how Todd Munkin's going to use them is going to be really interesting. But he's, I think their whole offense is let's get the ball in their hands. Even if they use stuff like RPOs, these guys are great for that because they're all great. Going to be good on slants. They're all going to be good. Just get the ball in their hands, let them create yards after the catch, and have kind of some of that interchangeableness. Like I think that's what's nice. I think. Odell is trying more outside. He can bounce on the inside, but Bateman can go inside and out as well. So I think that's kind of a fun little, like these three can just make a little difference and do the same things, but I mean that in a good way. And then you pair them with Mark Andrews, and that's your size. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, get the ball in these guys' hands. Let's get speed. Any touch could be a touchdown. That's really fun. Todd Monken's offense, the last time we saw him as an offensive coordinator in the NFL, calling plays was in Tampa. Yeah. And they had all of those receivers. That's right. And now this kind of feels like the next step in Baltimore. Baltimore's offensive shift and offensive evolution. You know, for years they had one receiver and then all of those tight ends. Yeah. And now we could be looking at a team that has Rashad Bateman, Odell Beckham, Zay Flowers. It does feel like this is the next phase. Yeah. And now it's coming together in a way that we really couldn't have imagined before they did the Odell contract. Yeah. It's really, like you said, the mixture of types of receivers yeah. is really interesting. Yes. And when you factor in Lamar, and you know, Lamar loves to work between the numbers you yeah. know he likes yep. to work yep. middle of the field yep. he yep. likes to work down the seam that's why you know mark andrews is so productive in that yep. offense uh zay flowers is a guy that can working out of the slot can do that he's got that competitiveness he has that suddenness to him so yeah you like that quite a bit and i mean talk about overhauling that depth chart at receiver adding an odell beckham you bring back uh uh uh, Bateman, healthy now. Yes. Uh, hopefully, he hopefully. gives you yeah. a full season, and you, you know, a former first round pick. You can't make any claims that the Ravens haven't tried no. at receiver, right? Uh, you know, with uh, you right. know, Bateman as a first round pick, here's another first round receiver. Yeah. You paid Becca Odo Beckham a lot of money. Yes, you bring in a Nelson Ag- Aguilar to kind of round things out. So there, you can't fault Eric DaCosta and that staff for not at least trying. And we got the Vikings on the clock here. Here we go. Four, ten minutes before making it. With the 23rd pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Minnesota Vikings select Jordan Addison, wide receiver, USC. We talked about the runner receivers. In, in the preview, <laughs> the runs on positions. Yep. Okay. We had the offensive tackle run early. Uh, obviously the quarterback run really early. Then we had a few corners, uh, no tight end run yet, which no. is interesting. I think teams look at that as a position that's going to stretch. I think the Cowboys at 26 are loving it. Yeah. They got to yeah. be feeling really yeah. good. And they, Cincinnati exactly. potentially too. Yeah. If, if they make it to 28. Yeah. I mean, Dallas at 26 and then uh, Buffalo, you never know. They absolutely could take another yeah, pass catcher. Yep. Dawson Knox is their tight end one, yep. but yeah, you, you work in more 12 personnel sets. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with, yeah, with Addison, you know, Adam Thielen obviously no longer there. Um, you know, I think they feel good with, you know, Osborne being yep. that, that second option, but Addison gives you more flexibility yep. inside, outside. Um, you know, a guy that can win at all three levels, the, the route running. You know, I, watching him, I you did sometimes get flashbacks to Stephon Diggs with the way he would run his routes, and you know, obviously connection there with the Vikings. That Kirk Cousins, we don't know how long he's going to be there, but this is a guy that keeps the Vikings competitive. And we always talk about with Minnesota walking that fine line of reloading without rebuilding and forever. Exactly. <laughs> right. I think Jordan Addison is another example of that, a guy that helps re- restock that wide receiver room, uh, but is also someone that's going to help you right away compete. 
Yes, and that, exactly. He's in hit the ground running. Uh, being in even being in Pitt's offense under Mark Whipple, right? Like that's a pro offense. Mm-hmm. Like so, as far as terminology, and then going with really a guy that I really respect. I think a lot of us do, and Lincoln Riley mm-hmm. in his offensive system, and looking good in both, and looking good. And like you said, there's some outside inside versatility. KJ Osborne like came along a lot last year. Like even like at first I was like, man, I kind of touted him as a, maybe a little quasi breakout guy. Oh, this isn't looking good. And then he came along, so yay. But he has that more physical side to him, that size, that strength. Justin Jefferson, of course, can do that, but it's also like we're not going to use him blocking. Let right. Justin Jefferson be Justin yes. Jefferson. But why I'm saying that is Addison doesn't – it's like, okay, he's not going to be the dirty work guy, but this is a great Z, a Z receiver that you can pound in zone Anytime you like, he's this, he's an ultimate secondary pass. Catcher. And that's what I love about it. Yeah, it's last it's, three guys that went off the board. They're being dropped into these great. offenses where they aren't going to be asked to be the number one guy. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that was, I think, a fair characterization of this receiver group in general, Dane. Yeah. If you were looking for yep. your number one receiver in this draft, you were probably going to be pretty disappointed, especially yeah. if you wanted next. Yeah. Not they just they're not in stock in this draft. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So, the shelves are empty. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna have to wait on a guy like that, and that's yeah. not. It's just surprising. I mean, the new and used on Amazon. We're looking at the yeah. used section of there. I mean, true number one wide receivers. How many are there really? There, there, know, are, it's, there are. It, not that not that many. And so well, we got a trade up here. The Giants moving up? No, Giants are on the clock, right? Or no, the Giants moved up from twenty five to twenty four. The Jags. Yeah. 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 Giants moved up from twenty five to twenty four. Hmm. Okay, so. Interesting. That's one. Yeah. After a run of receivers just happened, and like they were, uh, yes, they, and they were, they're building the whole boat out of slot receivers right now, but it's also, it's, yeah, they were a team that was looking at some of these guys. Yeah. So, I don't know. Is this a, interesting? I okay. Let's, I just, the, looking at Minnesota's offense, and now let's see what that kind of competitive rebuild looks like. So, in 2024, for example, yeah. if they move on from Cousins and if they kind of mm-hmm. have to step into this new phase of the roster, Christian Darasaw, Brian O'Neill. Yeah. Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, Jordan Addison. It's not a bad way to start. No, and think about where Kevin O'Connell comes from and how they built that offense yep. from L.A. 11 personnel, three receivers all the time. Yeah. Yep. Who are our three receivers? Let's get three real guys yep. out there as often as possible, and I think they're trying to chase that a little bit. Absolutely. That, that makes, and it makes sense, yeah. I think that's a pick that was often mocked because it made sense, and, you know, it's okay. So here are the trade, what, 160, 240, so two late-round picks yeah. to move up one spot. I wonder who they like, it, it, what they're going for here. It was always receiver up. corner. Corner, yeah, I think yeah, corner, corner makes corner, sense, right? There's so much corners Deontay on board. Banks they have a need for corner. Yeah. yeah, Maryland corner saw it there. Uh, yeah. They wanted to go with uh, with, with Branch, uh, who again more that nickel corner, that slot corner. That's a possibility. They go Osiris. That might be. I, 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 think I wouldn't love it, but it was like, yeah, I don't know. If you're moving up one spot, yeah. you're doing it so the Jags don't take them, yep. and then no one else trades up for them. So you're trying to think where like, the drop-off spots are. Right. You know, it's t- kind of tough to, yeah, gauge to on figure this. out exactly you know, who couldn't they wait for. Yeah. Who is the guy? Um, the other thing with the Vikings, too, I want to say, too, is they signed Josh Oliver uh, from yeah. Baltimore. Yeah. That doesn't, it's not like the sexiest signing in the world, but they paid him okay money, yeah. and he's a blocker. And why uh, that unlocks Hawkinson a little bit more. What these guys do, Addison and Oliver, combined it's versatility of the offense totally. now they have more answers because right. Justin jefferson can play in the slot so you if you want to have him in the slot yeah. you want to have addison outside there's yeah. so many different th- things that you can yes. do and think about that rams offense when they were really clicking in 2021 for example and how often they would have tyler higby lined up as the number one yep. receiver to create matchups for yep. themselves they are built that way they want to operate that way and now they have the flexibility to do that 
I think the Vikings offense has a chance to be pretty good yeah. next year. Oh, yeah. I mean, who knows what the ceiling is and what the long-term play is with Cousins and all yeah. that. But I think the 2023 Vikings offense, if Addison hits the ground running, it's going to be fun it's to watch. Interesting. Yeah, if they can stay healthy, especially up front, it's, I don't know, they just have a lot of pieces. Like, as you see it all come together, you're like, okay, this makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Like, originally, I looked at Addison with the Vikings, I'm like, okay. But then you start breaking down the rest of the roster and how they're used. And it's like, not everyone's, like you said, there's no X's in stock. Yeah. And I always want those guys, oh, yeah, you're drafting a guy in the first round. they got to be your true number one. It's like, no, but if you ha- already have Justin Jefferson, top receiver in the game, you need these guys, the auxiliary yeah. pieces. Now you have Hawkinson. Hawkinson sometimes isn't going to have the best matchup. Okay, now we have other answers. Always having answers for your offense. That's huge. You could make the argument that the passing game is the strength of the Vikings team. Yeah. Offense, defense. Strength and a strength. Make yeah. it even better. Right. You can't inject overdo it. it at this mm-hmm. point. Inject if you it. have... If you have 11 personnel, yeah. if you have four receiving options, okay, they all need to be good now. Yeah. That, that is the world that we exist in. Think about the playoff teams from last year, what their pass-catching options yeah. looked like. I don't think you can overdo it. And you talk about if you draft a guy in the first round, he has to be your number one receiver. The Eagles drafted no. uh, Devontae Smith. The Eagles right. drafted him. We're getting later. The Eagles drafted Devontae Smith, the 12th overall yeah. pick in the draft, and then they had to trade a first-round pick to go to A.J. Brown. Okay. Like, yeah. we're, we're in a new world three. now. Yes. We're in a completely new world. So I think using the 21st pick, 22nd pick on the second or third receiving option on your team, that's totally fine because they're all starters. They all play. That's necessary now. It's changing the – It's yes, it's always preferred – to find the X. And like you said, there's only, what, six, seven of those in the league? Yeah, right. Okay, we can't get those guys. All right, so let's build three of them. Yeah. Well, it helps with the Vikings have Jefferson. So they do actually yes. have that guy. But it is. It's getting to the point where you need three options. You need a big three in the passing game. And it's just and it's not even a question Jefferson, anymore. makes Jefferson even better. Yeah, better. So it, it, it protects him. Yeah. It's, you know, you're you about s- to... You saw what happened last year is a team's truly, truly going, we're not letting Jefferson beat us. He yeah. got the Randy Moss game plan. Right. Cover two, two-man every single snap so the Hawkinson trade was one step and I'm like okay this is give us one answer and now Addison gives us another I totally answer. agree the Jacksonville Jaguars have traded the 24th pick to the New York Giants with the 24th pick in the 2023 NFL draft the New York Giants select Deontay Banks defensive back Maryland. It makes, it makes total sense. I mean, the next guy to go. Let, let's look at some of the corners, the outside corners currently on the Giants roster, not named Midori Jackson, who might not be there very long anyway. You got Cordell Flott, Nick McLeod, Aaron Robinson, who's been hurt consistently, barely played last year. I mean, absolutely was a need. This is a guy with size and speed. So you're talking about a guy that's over six foot, has four three speed, and he's a cover and clobber guy. So he will press you, he can play off. He's the one guy that actually played Marvin Harrison Jr. At Ohio, against Ohio State uh, with some tenacity yeah. and limited the separation. And so you you love the package of skills that he brings uh, to the field. So I think you can play him in zone. He, does he need to become like a more disciplined player? Uh, really hone in on what offenses are trying to do, understand route combinations? He does. This is why he's available at the 24th mm-hmm. pick. But if you're the Giants, this is the type of player I think you you feel great about that he fell to you at this you, point. You're ruining my job as a host. I was literally going to ask you, well, why did he fall to the 24th pick? Because you had this intriguing yeah. package of tools, and you're one step ahead of me here. You usually don't find, okay, what are the guys that go at the top of the draft? Usually the toolsiest guys that have some good tape. He has good tape, like you said, the Marvin Harrison Jr. That's yeah. where he stood out to me as well. And then also he had some stuff last year, but then also the traits. But also he's going to a place that, Love sticky corners, how aggressive they are, and Wink Martindale. Yeah. So this is a guy, be aggressive. Go for it, man. This is our whole philosophy on defense. And 
They Tone need setter. That's yes, what he is. yes, and also just with that upside too, and just he's going to be unlocked in that system. He's going to have some. He'll let up some big plays. Like that's just what's going to happen. But especially how aggressive the Giants will be on defense, and I think it's perfect for Wink Wink Martindale. This is oh, yeah. what they need. They needed guys like this. I, I feel like Leo uh, in, the, in the meme with the yeah the point. Yeah, yeah. Every time I see that little ch- uh, I, logo change, anyone you know watch trade. it? Anyone watch it? I know I can wrap up my point when I see my co-hosts here. <laughs> their eyes get wide and looking at the screen because I know Buffalo exactly something Buffalo trades happened. in okay. front of Dallas. Oh. Uh, I, I, is this our first tight end off the do board? We see, now we see the run on tight ends. As you say, I tell you what, I think Dallas is fine with either one. Obviously, if, if this is a tight end, yeah. Buffalo obviously sees one that they want more than the other. These next four spots. Oh, okay. Bills with the Jags. Okay. Okay. But it's, yeah. Jags trading back twice. Yeah. All f- these next four teams could use yeah. a tight end. Yeah. Like, this is kind of interesting. The Bills too. gave up uh, a fourth round pick. Wow. Giants. Okay. Spent most of the offseason trying to build up other areas of their defense, right? So they go get Bobby Akarake in free yeah. agency. Yeah. He shot Ashawn Robinson this week. That's right. That's a really smart signing. Yeah. I was excited to see where he landed. He's the exact type of guy you can get late in free agency yep. role player. Yeah. So yeah. now you got Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, Ashawn Robinson, Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah. I mean, they've got a lot of pieces now in the front seven. I thought that last outside corner was really the thing they needed the most yeah. to make their defense at least interesting. In 2023, and I think the Banks could, in the yeah. best case outcome here, be that guy. Yeah. Linebackers yeah. and corner, and you're, uh, well, if you're taking a lot of Sanders here, maybe, but it's like corner makes sense. The perfect slot for the type of player he is, and what what he could put uh, bring to the table. If it's a tight end, yeah. who do we think is the most interesting skill set that you could drop into Buffalo's offense? I mean, I, I really you can make a case for either guy. I, it, Mayer probably complements Dawson Knox better mm-hmm. if you're yeah. looking for a true you know, a guy that's different mm-hmm. than, than what you already have. But can you really say, uh, would you really disagree if they went Kincaid nope. with the guy that can uh, be the better pass catcher yep. and, and create more mismatches? So, you know, this is a really interesting decision. If it is a tight end, you know, yeah. maybe they go in a different direction as well. Uh, Buffalo, we, we thought maybe an offensive skill player, uh, someone that helped Josh Allen, helped that offense. They also need more offensive line. Yes. They also need, you know, have other areas of need. So I'm not sure it's going to definitely be a tight end. But if you're going to jump Dallas, tight end makes sense. Yeah. And they, I mean, it seems like just how you laid it out right there, and even just the last couple of months, everyone's kind of gone like, "Well, this makes sense for them. Oh, this makes sense for them. interior <laughs> yeah. offensive line. That makes sense. Oh, yeah, a tight end makes sense. Oh, a receiver makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. so that's what's kind of fun here. But I, Kincaid is. This is actually one of the spots I would actually like. I. I Cherry on top is what I've labeled. You think it's too much of a hat on hat with Austin Knox, though? A little bit, but also just how they use uh, Reggie Gillian last year as more Mm -hmm. of the inline guy. They went jumbo a lot last year uh, with a a big offensive lineman, a six offensive lineman in there. So, yeah, it's a little hat on hat. And also maybe the how they've gone about this offseason. It seems they're trying to find a little more physical identity. That's why I went nuts about the Damian Harris signing. But I think that if they are in that philosophy, I think this will indicate a lot. Because if they go mayor, it's like, oh, they're they're trying to get that bully element. But if they go Kincaid, then oh, yeah. it's one of my favorite parts about the draft. It's like, all right, what are the teams telling us? Yes. And I think that we're going to learn a lot about this pick. I know. That's Buffalo. why I want to talk to the Lions. <laughs> going, going into the season, I think it was totally fair to paint the Buffalo as this juggernaut. They were one of the best rosters in the league. But by the time we got to them getting bounced from the playoffs, you really saw what they looked like in practice. And you looked at the depth chart. It's like, 
they need more pieces than mm-hmm. we thought they yeah. did. Yeah. And yeah. I think that a secondary pass catching option, another guy is absolutely part of that equation. Offensive line is part of that equation. So it, they were just a team that I think our perception of them shifted yep. as the year went along, and especially with the way that their season ended. And to change that perception back, another pass catcher makes the most sense They're to me. They're winning games that have like a top five offense and defense. And it was yeah. kind of, we're everybody, I think, I think we were all in agreement, universally like, just doesn't. That's why Josh Allen, my little, second team, all pro quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Because even though they were a top five offense, it felt like he was doing so Everything. much of the heavy yes. lifting based on the lack of help yep. within that offense. Yes. Right. And yeah, I think this is. They gave a fourth round pick. This is not a team that needs bodies. They no. need yeah. they difference need, makers. Exactly. Difference makers. Yeah. So you know, I think this is what this move is all about. And it, whether it is a mayor, whether it is a Kincaid, I don't think you can go wrong with either one. Both will help Agreed. this offense right away. Uh, and it will be interesting to see which direction they want to go. Because, you know, Mayer, he's not a dominant blocker, but he's at least more in that yes. mold. He can uh, do it. Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. So in line, you want to yep. detach him, that's fine. Uh, maybe we're wrong. It's not a tight end, yeah. but that, that's what makes the most sense. I Watch think, it go like Darnell Washington. It's like, oh, that, we really that, see where you're going. That's really a pity. Yeah. Yeah. That's yes. really an identity shifting. Yes. Thing. I was thinking having the same thought. It's like, if they want to send us the biggest message yes. they could, they yeah. would go Darnell oh, Washington. Oh, they're really going bully ball. Yeah. That's, I, mean, I mean, but that's the joke I've made. Like, can they do in a cold rainy night in Stoke? And it's like, that's what I think they're trying to answer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. The Jacksonville Jaguars have traded the 25th pick to the Buffalo Bills. With the 25th pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Buffalo Bills select Dalton Kincaid, tight end, Utah. Well, the league. There it is. Wow, that's fun. I, I love it. It's fun. fun. I love it. Yeah. One of the teams that I'm actually like, yeah, yeah. That's, hey, please show. Where's Josh Allen? Show his reaction. Yeah. You know, I, I want to see how happy he is yeah. right now. Pepper him. <laughs> He's uh, I, again, you could make the argument that this is the best pass catcher in the draft. I don't yeah. know what position. Yeah. The yeah, best I'm pass totally catcher. With I'm with draft. you too. His ability to get open, to be a ball winner, yeah. uh, catch the ball comfortably away from his frame, the hand-eye coordination, put it away, and then do something after the catch. Yeah. He is really loose for a big man. Yes. So you in in his routes, um, you know, again, throw on the USC tape. Yeah. 16 targets, 16 catches. Uh dominant in that game. USC had no answer. And how quickly he goes from pass catcher yep. to runner is so efficient, so natural that it's it, it really might be his, what he what he does best. And he does a lot of things really, yep. really well. So love the fit here. It, we we thought Buffalo coming out of the first round with some type of weapon mm-hmm. made a ton of sense, and they do that. I don't I don't know that they thought Kincaid would make it this far. Yeah, I mean, this is of the teams because that's like I appreciate Kincaid the player, and on our we were talking to the tight ends, it was like. Some teams I wouldn't like him with, though. It's like that, yeah. but this is perfect for him. And they they needed a slot guy too. Yeah. And this is it. He doesn't have to come off the field. Mm-hmm. How the Bills play offense, how they prefer to play offense, even though I just talked about how they might go bully ball, is I think they want that answer. But how they prefer to play offense is spread it out. Yeah. We, let's get it as spread out as possible. Let Josh Allen go to work, and if it doesn't work, let him run. And this is great for them. Let's be clear about something. This isn't like Mike Gesicki type of blocking. No, no, no. Like no. He, He's a better blocker yes. than that. He yes. will get involved. He will. He's smart. He's got yes. good technique. He tries. It's just that. He, he is competitive, yes. but he's limited. And, yeah. But and this, is a, this isn't just a guy that's allergic to blocking. No, it's yeah. not. That's important it, to point out. And it is, because he could have... I mean, this might might be the best comparison because he's a better receiver. But like Dalton Schultz ended up being like a fine mm-hmm. shield blocker. He had he could do that. 
His eyes are great in the blocking game, in the run game. His technique is good. It's just sometimes he's just overwhelmed because he's 240-ish and, right. you know, not the longest guy. So, but man, but just like you said, you're talking about his loose hips, yards after the catch. They've needed that element. It was, they were trying to get, you know, pepper Isaiah McKenzie. He's a slot receiver. He is. Like that, that, He's a slot receiver. He had 35 catches out of the slot last year. Yeah. He was the most among any tight end in, in FBS. If you play more 12 personnel and you just make him your slot yeah. receiver, he might be the best slot option in this entire draft outside Chief. of JSN. You're doing what the Chiefs Absolutely. do. Yes. We don't need a third receiver. We just go 12. And, and, and I just... think that makes perfect sense. Yep. Them and the Chargers. My feeling when I watched them on offense at the end of last year is I couldn't articulate exactly what it was, but I needed more. Yep. I just need mm-hmm. more. And so we talked about the Chargers. Just drop one more difference maker into the offense. I feel the same way about Buffalo. And this is the exact type of guy who could be there. Because it made it feel hard. Yes. It was like, even when they were putting up 30 points, it's like, man, that was a hard 30 points. You just said, like, there, because there's drives where they go three and out, three and out, three and out. It's like, ah, what, what is missing? Sometimes, or the guy gets tackled right away, or it's a drop by Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah. And you think about Buffalo slot. I mean, they, they brought back Cole Beasley. Yes. Like, exactly. you know, they're, they're searching for something. Yep. And I, I, think, I don't think it'll take long for Kincaid, Josh Allen, get on the same page. Yep. Develop that repertoire. Uh, that, that man, that's fun. Yeah, that and is al- a lot of fun. And also, I'm just thinking of this is because they use so much RPOs and everything. Sometimes yeah. those tight. This is why Dawson Knox has been able to be their wide tight end, even if he's not that. Is because they don't ask him to like down block and yeah. be that heavy wide. So let's just not have him block. Let's RPO it. Yeah. <laughs> let's just get him out on the route, and he can get north. He can he can create yards after the catch with the ball in his hands. I, I love this. And also, just uh, sorry, just real quick that. Former basketball background you see with him because right. he high points so many yeah. throws. He goes and gets him. Josh Allen's going to give him chances. Yeah. Like, he's going to be a red zone monster, and he's going to like he's going to target the hell. His out ability of him. to isolate yeah. is and frame the catch. Yep. And it's really impressive. A natural pa- pass catcher. When we were talking about the tight ends. I think you said if he was available at twenty six when the Cowboys were picking, they'd be interested in Michael Mayer. You still feel that way? I think that they wanted Kincaid. I think they would have taken Kincaid. But with Mayer on the board now and Kincaid off the board, that makes the most sense. I yeah. think they they love Mayer. They because ideally they do want someone that is a more of a blocker in, that in yeah. that role. This is not a franchise that drafts tight ends early. Yeah. I you have to go back to like the nineties, the last time they drafted a tight end. Uh, well, that was Jason Witten drafted a third, third. Uh, so it, it's been a while, but at this point in the draft, I think he is their best option because. Jerry wants to put points on the board. Yeah. Jerry's not getting any younger. Jerry wants another championship. Yep. Michael Mayer helps them do that. He is going to replace Dalton Schultz, give you an upgrade over, no offense, Jake Ferguson. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not taking you know, so he, he, he is a guy that's going to help the run game, but also help the pass game. Yep. And the, the red zone. I mean, yes. that's something that, yes. it, it, you know, Dak Prescott, once you get down there, you don't have it, no more of just handing Zeke the ball and trying to pound it in. Uh, you know, you're working with Pollard, you're working yep. with, uh, you know, your receivers. And then if you do add a Michael Mayer in here, I think that really helps you in the red zone when you close that goal line. Absolutely. And like there, an early comparison people had for Mayer was Jason Witten. Mm-hmm. Kind of, kind of that does it all. Why? Like he might not be the most explosive guy, but reliable hands, strong hands. The thing about Jason Witten, he was like 265, like yeah. moving like that. And that's, that's a little different there. But just a balanced tight end, that could, a three-down tight end. He's a three-down Y, and they do need that. I do love Ferguson, you're right, but he's not really that. Like he's he's more of an F type that can go in there. But that I, I don't know. It would make sense to me. Just another reliable pass catcher. They have CD. Brandon Cooks is now the vertical guy. They have Gallup as well. It's 
you know, interesting mix of guys. David Lafleur, nineteen ninety-seven. David Lafleur, LSU. Yeah. Oh, last time they drafted. Kent, Kent is a Cowboys fan. Our producer. <laughs> All right, we're going to hear our producer <laughs> Kent coming from the back room. Clearly, he's excited about whatever's Either he's happening here. Toe, yeah. but he's happy about this pick. <laughs> and it's funny you mentioned Jason Witten because when I was watching Michael Mayer and you look at the testing and just his. He's not overwhelming in any way physically. It's hard to articulate why he's as good of a receiver yeah. as he yeah. is. Jason Witt might be the best historical <laughs> yeah. example of that ever. Yeah, right. just right. strong. Yes. <laughs> the ball goes there, and he is catching it and popping the ball like as it comes there. It's I, I love also you're talking about the red zone stuff, and that's where I think Mayer would be so good at because he has that feel for space. He's good in contested catches and tight spaces. He's strong-handed. I mean – it hasn't happened yet, but I really like that fit for him and also for the team. Yes. I mean, one of the better contested catch tight ends I've ever evaluated. Yeah. I mean, it's it doesn't matter what the traffic is, the crowd around him. Uh, he, he does a really nice job catching the ball away from his frame, mm-hmm. strong hands, putting it away. Um, yeah, that, there's just a lot you can do with Michael Mayer. I, I would have, it would have been interesting to see if Kincaid and Mayer were both on the board, kind of just like the Bill situation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which, take, they, yeah. which, which identity do you see? Yeah. Which player do you uh, prioritize there? Um, but obviously Kincaid off the board here. Does that make their decision for them? Uh, right. Or do they go in a different direction here? I think if you drop Michael Mayer into that offense and the scope of player they already have and the offensive line the way that it is, it's hard not to get excited about yes. that. Man. Oh, oh yeah. God. I know. Like, why don't we drop him one more running back with Pollard? And it's like, oof. In the 2023 NFL Draft, the Dallas Cowboys select Mozzie Smith. Defensive tackle. And as we talk about Michael Mayer for five minutes, the Cowboys go with Mozzie Smith. Okay. Okay. They passed on Michael Mayer. That is surprising. Well, we talk about what the Cowboys needed when we were doing our draft heater show, what that would ultimately look like. A run-stopping, kind of like space-eating yeah. defensive tackle was absolutely on yes. that list. Yes. They needed that based on the they construction of their this, offense. Though. That's yeah. the thing. They do not draft nose tackles. They don't see the value in drafting nose tackles in the first round. And so this is this is different than what the Cowboys usually do, which speaks to how desperate I think they felt like they were on that defensive line. They signed or traded for Jonathan Hankins last year, and it, like I think they saw the light. They're like, oh, because they yeah. have so many – I wouldn't say undersized, but not the biggest. They're not the biggest defense. You know, Wade no. Banner is a gigantic linebacker, but they're it's speed, 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 speed. That's their whole defense: speed, speed, speed. But they need. They realize, I think, with Van Der Esch and J- Jonathan Hankins, they're like, oh man, this actually kind of is nice. They kind of plug it and they let the other guys kind of clear it all up. So why not get a young guy that has some upside there? This is uh, because my exposure to him was I was watching Ohio State's offense, and then I. This guy was popping. I was like, he's bursting around. Yeah. And I look up, he has half a sack. You know, he is a nose. and uh, But does have some three-tech versatility, I think, because he is explosive and athletic, uh, has the athletic ability. But I think this is a interesting – it makes sense, actually. It's more of a super role player, but it makes sense for the, the build of the Cowboys In the defense. grander scheme of the defense, absolutely it love it. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's really kind of the last piece that you yeah. need after trading yeah. for Stephon Gilmore to have everything come together. Yeah. But, again, it's pretty rich for a player with a skill set, Dan. Right. He, he's a two-gapper. He's a guy that can take on doubles. Uh, he's He does have more tra- – he has traits to be more than that yeah. if you want him to be. So he can be interchangeable. You want him to play the one technique. You want him to play more of the three. He can do that. Uh, but this is a player that had a grand total of half sack his entire career. Six tackles for a loss his entire career. 
Now, obviously, what he was asked to do in that uh, Michigan defense was, you know, play over the center mm-hmm. uh, and just create those pileups. Um, but that's why, you know, Mozzie Smith is really good at what he does. And I, yeah. I would have been very surprised if he did not go tonight. Yeah. Too many teams need that. Yes. Uh, especially, you know, coming up here with Cincinnati, the Saints. I mean, too many teams could use a player like Mozzie Smith. Uh, including the Cowboys, I just didn't think they would do it because it's, they don't oh, usually right. draft this type of player in the first round. But I think it speaks to you know you mentioned Jonathan Hankins and you know they brought him back, but look at the deal they brought him back at. Right, that tells you and everything. And he's right thirty one, thirty two exactly. with an injury history. Yeah, that's it's like this. a million dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's a yeah. veteran yeah. minimum exactly. deal. I yeah. mean, it's not a long term no, no, no. play. So it, when you say they brought back Jonathan Hankins, you know you have to kind of uh, explain that a little. Uh, but. Again, we're at the end of the first round where you're wiped out of your first round grades and yep. you're looking at your second round yep. grades. I'm not surprised Mozzie Smith to pick. I am a little surprised it's over Michael Mayer yeah. at this point. You yeah. know, I, it, it's very, I think it speaks to the tight end depth of this draft. I know, you know, the Cowboys really like Sam Laporta. Maybe they're, they're looking at him in the second round. You know, like, they, <laughs> they love that type of tight end. <laughs> exactly. Right. So there's a you could find a Sam Laporta in the second round. You can't find a Mozzie Smith in the second round. Right. Yeah. So you know, I think this it's a little bit away from what they usually do, but I think it's a good pick. Yeah, and that's the thing. He's a nose, but he's he's athletic. He and, was number one in Bruce Feldman's freak list. Yes, number one. The, the sums it up right there, and. That is, it's, it's, so even though he's that different role, he's the plugger and everything, he's still athletic and speed. Yeah. So you're not like going against type here. You're not just all of a sudden bringing in Vea, you know, or bringing in Danny Shelton, you know, like yeah. something like that. This guy has a little bit more to him with that versatility. And that's, I'm glad you guys brought up with uh, uh, Hankins coming back and everything. It's like, this is perfect. Cause now you get the next guy go, coming up for there to eat those, eat those yeah, reps. You still have Odigizua there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. Know, uh, yeah. The, but they there's, don't, that's not, there's not much else. No, no. I mean, yeah. I, I, there's not much else. It's absolutely the thinnest part of their defense. <laughs> Neville Gallimore has it quite been the guy yep. they thought they would right. be when they drafted him a couple years ago. So and that's what's funny. Cause all the other pieces on defense, it's like, Oh, okay. That, Oh, yep. Yeah, that yeah. makes it. The Gilmore trade happened. It's like, okay, this all makes sense. Mm-hmm. So. Here and they is. they bring back Donovan Wilson. They bring back Leighton Vander Esch. I mean, Lee they have Booker, a lot of yep. pieces all yep. back and yep. forth. You bring up Sam Laporta being available in the second round. Now that Kincaid's off the board, I, I kind of would love to see Sam Laporta go to Cincinnati oh, with, wow. with this pick. I know it would be a little bit Mayer? rich, but that's – I wonder if they prefer Laporta's skill set over, really? over Michael Mayer. Interesting. I think Mayer would be perfect for them. Or maybe the Jags are here with tight end. But that no. they absolutely could yeah. use the tight end. Don't rule out the Saints, too. All of these teams, when we did a, we did a show about the heaters that some of these contenders mm-hmm. would have to go on to put themselves over the top. Going back, going through that list, pretty much every single team picking in the 20s is like, well, they could probably use a tight end. Yeah, it was, every it was. single team. And then Buffalo did it. And then now we have other teams. Could they be the ones like, you know what? We could use a third receiving yes. option. And this is the type of guy that we can use. And again, use. especially with the receiver draft and all the receivers just. The bottom fell out there, so now everyone's going, oh, okay, we're ne- into the next tier of those receivers. But especially if, if this is what the Jags do, it would make sense. You know, uh, Evan Ingram had a fantastic year, but he's you only can ask him to do certain things, and that's some of his limitations. So, like, I don't know, just get another guy that can balance out. Now you have Calvin Ridley working on the outside, Christian Kirk working from the slot when you need to. It's like, I don't know, a mayor type would be amazing for them, but I don't know if they do go down that path. They could be a corner as well. 
potentially. I know uh, they. I really like Brian Branch here. Branch, I, I think yes, be a great fit with what they have and what they need and what he could bring. That makes sense. I, I think it makes total sense because last year they really kind of unlocked that defense when they moved Darius Williams back outside yeah. and Trey Herndon was playing in the slot. They re-signed Trey Herndon, but it's not a big deal. Yeah, I mean, right, it's right. this is somebody that if you drafted a guy in the first round, you wouldn't mind. Get some pedigree there. Yeah, you, you can <laughs> no. upgrade. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think I actually really like that a lot. I know. Can, just, can I know. he play safety a little bit? Yeah. I mean, that's that's, that's, that's one that I think makes a lot of sense for Branch is a fun player, man. Like he really is, and it it would be a lot of fun if they went with him because he's just he he's a guy that's like now that role used to be like oh that's a niche role he's only a slot guy it's like now it's like that guy's on the field every step so totally. yeah oh, yeah geez. that's might as well let's get him let's one, get the one guy of the like smarter that. defensive players yeah. in this draft and is he undersized yeah he's one hundred ninety pounds did he run great no ran a four five eight um and you you know he doesn't have those elite size speed measurables. But man, how do you not? How do you watch this tape and not love him? I know. Yeah. I, I compared him to Jimmy Ward, which makes a ton of sense because I, know, I love Jimmy Ward. <laughs> look out up front with the 27th pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. The Jacksonville Jaguars select Anton Harrison, tackle, Oklahoma. This makes more sense with the recent news. Yes, right. Cam we know that Cam Robinson is suspended. Yep. Do we know how long Cam Robinson is suspended? Six. Is it six games? Six games Did they I think it was six. Okay. Yeah. But I, I could be wrong. But that's just usually what the PEDs are. Right. Yeah. Well, this is Anton Harrison. I mean, this uh, this is another projection pick. You're like betting on the upside here, yeah. and also I think has both side versatility at tackle. Like, mm-hmm. and this one, this is I'm way more comfortable Harrison getting selected here than ten picks earlier or twelve picks earlier sure. right after that first run of tackles. Yeah. This just makes a lot more sense for what he is, where he is now, and what he can be. But I like him. I, I, I really do. I like the upside with him. I think he has a true athletic ability, do stuff like cutoffs and movement stuff. And yeah, you're just betting on that he has to keep growing into the role. He's one of the youngest players in this draft. Right. He just turned 21 years old. And so he's, he's still learning. Um, really, it's tough with that offense, that Oklahoma offense, you know, all the RPOs yep. and all the, just the way, what they ask of their tackles. It, it makes it a difficult evaluation. But when you just focus on his movement patterns, yep. You you know you can see how that's going to translate, and when you ask him to play on the outside on the edge against NFL athletes, you feel like he can do it. He yep. can match. He can mirror. He he can answer whatever. Defenders. Light on his feet. Like really that's my is. best compliment. Yeah. And, and, he's really light and, it's, on his feet. and it's not just he has light feet, but light on his feet, and it's a great distinction because his whole body moves well. Yes. So and and you know this is a you know they have Walker Little at right tackle, mm-hmm. Cam Robinson. You know obviously. It's going through it's, something. <laughs> right. It's a short term thing. Yeah. yeah I, well, it, he's suspended for this year, but he has almost no guaranteed money left in yep. his deal after yeah, this contract. Okay. It's a three year contract. So they can move on from him after this year if they like Walker a little. Yeah. So it, you can get a short term stopgap. Yeah. yeah. But it's, I was, I was interested. So I looked up the contract. It was like, how long have they actually committed to mm-hmm. Cam Robinson? And it isn't beyond this season if they don't want it to be. Interesting. Yeah. That's, no, it is. I, I really like this for him, like for the Jaguars. Like this, I, I loved them to inject more for the offensive line. This is what I kind of was like hoping they would do last year. Like I was like, oh, offensive line in the first round, tight end in the second round, or receiver in the second yeah. round, tight end. They got there in just their own balky way. And but I, I like this. I, I thought help out your 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 star, help out your Trevor Lawrence. Like just why not? Let's build up the offensive line so that's never a weakness. We you know we know they're gonna go traits. Anton yes. Harrison has some really intriguing yes. traits. What's his arm length again? He's uh, he was thirty four and a quarter. Okay, yeah. All right, we're gonna take one more quick break here. We will be right back. All 
right, while we were away, the Cincinnati Bengals take Miles Murphy defensive end from Clemson. Nate, you said something when we were doing the show with Deontay, talking about the edge rushers. This, he's from Central Casting. Like when you're thinking about a defensive end, Miles Murphy was a former five-star recruit. That's the type of guy that you imagine, Dane. That's the type of guy that Bengals are dropping into their defense here. 6'5", 270, runs really well. Um, you know, knowing that, you wish the tape was a little better yeah. in terms of production, in terms of getting that pressure on the quarterback. But if you're going to bet on the flashes, bet on uh, the traits that he does have, I, Miles Murphy is a first-round pick all day. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I think that you probably grade him as a second-round pick, but you have no problem taking him here. And with you look at the Bengals, uh, you know, I don't think edge rusher stands out as necessarily the top need on the uh, on the on the on the team. But this is a good chance to get better at a young player who doesn't need to be the guy from day one. Right. Bring him along, and you know he's ready to take over as a starter. Uh, maybe sometime this year, maybe sometime next year. 270, yeah. drop him in as an interior rusher if you want to get those yeah, guys on the field at the same time. They just need more pass rushing, just yeah. period. That was yeah. the one area of defense. Youth there, too, as well, yep. uh, you know, being more kind of middle-aged uh, on defense. And that's what we talked about, I believe, in the heat check episode, was because now the offense has been so cheap for these last couple of years, it's about to get really expensive, and they've kind of they bangled up the defense with all these free agent signings. Now I think they're going to flip the math a little bit. Let's go younger on the defense as the offense gets more expensive. But yeah, typecasted four three, classic four three D end. First defensive and they've drafted Bengals have drafted in the first round since Justin Smith. A long wow. time ago, dear to my heart, Justin <laughs> Smith, the man with an Anheuser Busch tattoo that oh, just yeah. did. He was exactly what you want from this. I thought I was going to hear David Pollock, but he was <laughs> well, uh, he, <laughs> he was, he was quite edge, edge. Yeah, 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 edge. Right, exactly. Yeah. All right, joining us now, your good buddy from Prospects to Pros, one of our college football stars at the Athletic. It is Andy Staples. How are we doing, gentlemen? Doing very well, sir. How are you doing? Oh, it's been a wonderful night here at Draft Headquarters. I, I have more <laughs> seats in my house than Michael Mayer, who has four, <laughs> precisely four. And then everybody else is just standing up. So uh, I, I'm telling you, Peter Skronsky had had the best idea. He, he's in a bar. He's got the purple hat with a question mark on it. I mean, he, he was prepared for anything. Dalton Kincaid, probably second place, having all the hats just at his house. But, you know, I... I just feel bad for Will Levis. I, this is one of those things where I, I, you got to go to the Boulevard Beer Hall or something at this point. Biggest surprise of the night for you is the Levis has fallen this far? N- uh, Carter going to the Eagles, I think. Mm. Jalen Carter going to a place where the, the rich get richer. That's just, you know, we had talked on Prospects to Pros about maybe they get Bijan, uh, some sort of luxury item, but. You can never have too many good interior defensive linemen, and that is just a ridiculous wealth of talent they're going to have there. Somebody who got drafted a little bit higher than you might have thought, outside of fit, somebody that like, man, I cannot believe that this was this rich. Anybody stand out to you? Jack Campbell, I think, uh, and and I understand why they did it. It's interesting. It's they, they got Malcolm Rodriguez for a song last year. You know, he should have been drafted much higher than he was. And Jack Campbell, similar kind of production in college, but much more elite traits. But you feel like they, they've they got a, a bunch of picks still. You felt like they could have gotten him a little later. Now as we kind of get toward the end of the first round, heading into the second round, outside of Levis, anybody that you're excited to see where they land, somebody that kind of defines day two for you potentially? 
You know, I well, we we haven't we got a few more picks left, but I, I'm interested in Mayer right now. Like, where, where's he going to land? Because that's a very complete tight end, and you know, maybe he winds up with one of these teams that that still got a pick left. But that surprises me that that he's this slow. You know, been been around this long, and then you know, I, I well, the tight ends in general fascinate me. Like, where does Sam Laporta go on day two? from Iowa. He, he he's one of my favorites. He's just the offense stunk. Everybody knew they were going to go to him and force feed him and he still put up numbers. So I'd, I'd like to see what, what, where he winds up. Cause I think he's going to make somebody really happy. What do you think about Richardson going to Indianapolis? I'm surprised because it's one of those that I felt like they, if they were going to pick a quarterback that high, it's somebody they're expect to start right away for Anthony Richardson's sake, for the Colts sake, I think they should, you know, let Gardner Minshew start it off and then work Anthony Richardson in. But Shane Steichen, you know, you saw what he did with Jalen Hurts. I'm thinking of Jalen Hurts 13 games into his career as a, as a college starter. I would have never predicted what I saw in the Super Bowl. So if Shane Steichen can do that with with Anthony Richardson, then then they're in really good shape. It's just it's hard to say because you didn't see the production. And I've always been of the mind that if you're going to be drafted that high in the NFL as a quarterback, you got to drag your college offense to some success, and and they really didn't. Andy, really appreciate the time, my friend. We will talk to you very soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Andy. The Saints pick is in. Brian Brisey. Brian Brisey? Brisey. Brisey. Yeah. I want to add a little bit more flair to it than it <laughs> might deserve. Brian Brisey going to New Orleans. This is a team that absolutely – Need a defensive line help yeah. after the kind of exodus in free agency. Somebody like Miles Murphy, huge recruiting pedigree, some questions about his production at Clemson. What do you think about the fit here? Yeah, he was the number one high school recruit three years ago. Goes to Clemson, and right away you saw it. Uh, as a true freshman, then his sophomore year has the ACL. This past year is just one thing after the other uh, with injuries, and then the tragic passing of his younger sister, yeah. Uh, th- so there's a lot of things that contributed to maybe not the production not lining yeah. up or the tape not being consistent. This is a really good player who does he play high at times? Yeah, and that that does worry me a little bit because when you play high, it's harder for you to win when you don't have that leverage. But he has quickness, he has power. Yeah. Uh, you know, throw on the North Carolina tape, yeah. throw on. Uh, there's plenty of uh, examples of him winning one on one. But also stacking, winning the edge, winning inside. Yeah. Uh, still a very young player, and I mean, Robert, you said it. This is exactly what the Saints needed. I thought I didn't think Mozzie Smith was going to get past twenty nine. Brzee's the next guy. This is uh, uh, someone that they can drop in there from day one. Is going to help their run defense. Yeah. Kalen Saunders, Nathan Shepard, Malcolm Roach. I mean, they needed another body here, and they needed a high end body here. They had an exodus this offseason. Yeah. All those defensive yeah. linemen signing free agency, and and this is a. You don't see many 300-pound defensive tackles running a 4.85. Like you understand why this guy was a huge recruit, and you see. And my exposure to him is this season, and I had heard all about the pedigree and what he'd shown early in his career. And it was all flashes, and you see it. Like you can just see it. It's like he just has to harness those things. And it, it, some of the quantum, what they do, you can deflate some of the stats and everything because they 
rotate guys and they have players and everything. And like you said, he was banged up, but he has flashes that are like, oh, okay. Like, especially when we're this part of the round, that's, or right. part of the first round, this is what you're going for. Let's go with the guy that has that upside. If we tap into stays healthy and everything, there's more to him than what he's shown this last year. That's why when you watch tape, it's so important to have context about yes. what's going on yes. away from just what you're viewing on the screen. In September, he had this nasty, or he had nasty strep throat that led to this kidney disease. He gained 45 pounds. I mean, he's mostly water weight. He lost it pretty quickly, but still, he was in the hospital. Like, I mean, there's all these factors that contribute, and obviously, you hope he stays healthy now yeah. that he's in the NFL. And if he is, I, I think we see the real uh, Brzee who has a chance to not only be disruptive, but be a really solid run defender in the middle. Yeah. The target the Saints are trying to hit, signing Derek Carr and competing right away in that very down NFC South, Part of that equation relies on their defense continuing to be very, very good. And this, I think, is the one spot on that defense where you think, all right, this is going to be a top five unit. This is what they need to shore up. And hopefully, Brzee is that for them. I mean, yeah, you look at the defensive line and what they they lost, what, Onyemata, they lost Shai Tuttle, Tuttle, uh, Marcus Davenport on the edge. So, and I mean, you look at some of the numbers with their their pressure rate, they're at 26. Uh, I mean, their uh, rush efficiency on defense was bottom half of the league. So uh, they needed to get better up front, especially on the interior. You're running out of defensive tackles. Defensive tackles is not a position that stretches this year. Mm-hmm. So that's why I thought there was a great chance Mozzie Smith was going to go. He's off the board. Now Brzee's off the board. Running out of defensive tackles, yeah. and a lot of teams still need them. Yeah, especially in this part of the draft. That's where he's... There's some that was like, oh, those guys more as a second round. I was like, some teams are going to take these guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because like you said, there was a drop-off. Even, um, yeah, I mean, you just saw it. Like, uh, when you watched his film, at least especially at Clemson, it does translate to what the Saints do as well. Being more four down, being straight up the field, and all those types of things, and being a bigger body. There's no undersizedness with, with, with this with this body <laughs> yeah, right yeah, here. Yeah. So, no guys lacking on that Saints defensive line. Never have been. Yeah, and that's kind of what he brings to the table. That's what he's going to be able to do day one. Okay, can I reset and do my best available? Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, so Nolan Smith, edge rusher, Georgia. Will Levis, Kentucky quarterback. Joey Porter Jr., Penn State, still out there. Uh, Brian Branch, Alabama nickel, the safety. Uh, Drew Sanders, Arkansas linebacker. Mike, uh, Luke Musgrave, Oregon State uh, tight end. Darnell Washington, Georgia tight end. Jalen Hyatt, the Tennessee wide receiver. Uh, and then B.J. Jalari, LSU edge rusher. Um, so, I mean, most of my my top 35 guys, most of them are off the board at this point. But there's a few that, you know, Nolan Smith, I'm surprised, is still out there. We talked about, uh, I mean, the Eagles, they seem to be collecting Georgia defenders. Right. <laughs> a lot of people thought Nolan Smith could go 10. Yeah. Could they do it here at 30? Um, I also, you know, Northwestern, uh, Adewari, the defensive tackle, right. I, but they went Jalen Carter in the, in, earlier. So th- th- I doubt they double up here. So is this, could be this be Nolan Carter or right. Nolan Smith? I, I th- it seems like that would be a, a slam dunk, uh, if they, if they haven't graded here. And I mean, Nolan Smith, uh, he fits that scheme. He fits what, you know, you think about the edge rushers they've had there and, and the success they've had there. Smith fits in that in that mix. Yeah. So yeah, I think he'd be a great fit. And just the versatility, like you yeah. said, he brings. That's what's fun about him. If they want to be more aggressive, you can drop him. That's really nice. When it's not like mm-hmm. a, a loss where you're just like, oh, just hold on to your hat. It's like, no, he actually is decent at it. What, what, who's your best corner available? Right Jimmy now? Porter Jr. Okay. I was thinking about that as yeah. well. That, corner that'd be sense. like the one yeah. if I were to pick one like that. Can maybe as a transition plan mm-hmm. going on for what they have right now with Bradbury. We did like, talk about in, in the preview, you know, who was one guy that could fall or go yeah. later than we thought? And I, I mentioned Porter Jr. because, again, he's a specific type of corner yes. 
that if you know you want more versatility out of your guys, he's not really right. it. So that I can understand why maybe not everyone's as high on Joey Porter Jr. as as many on the outside think. And it would be I, such an Eagles move to oh have seventy sacks last year. You lose Javon Hargrave in free agency, and you come away from the first round with Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith. Yeah, right. you no guys kidding. Are, some guys had in the top ten. Yeah. <laughs> Both of them right if, there. If Nolan Smith went ten, I don't. No one would have batted an eye. No one would have been like you know. Uh, I'm shocked that happened. Maybe yeah. he thought it was a little early, yeah, yeah. but no one would have been shocked, yeah. you know. So it's, it's easy tape, such easy tape to like. That's why what I said it was one up? of my favorite guys to watch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What did you just look up? Uh, Avante Maddox's contract. It is crazy how much we are on the same wavelength. <laughs> yeah, because in my mind, I'm like, man, Brian Branch in slot. the slot, and I love but Avante. They have Maddox. Avante Maddox yeah. in the slot. Does yeah. that make a lot of sense? I wonder how long they're committed to Avante Maddox. The fact that you just looked that up as that was rolling through my mind. I couldn't remember hilarious. if this was his last year or he had two years left. He has two years left on his deal. I mean, it's very team-friendly deal, but it's he's a great slot corner yeah. or slot player, but they he gets hurt all the time. Yeah, they need help with safety as well. They need help with safety, flexibility. Yes. I mean, I think that there's... Yeah, it would make sense even if you just think like you have a slot. Exactly. Just like that was he, my thought as well. Yeah, right. like, yeah, Branch actually makes a lot more sense as, I mean, as we talk through this. Reed Blankenship, I mean, they're... Yeah, safety is a need. I mean, where we think about them kind of building on these strengths and kind of luxury picks to a degree, safety is still a need for them. So if they see Brian Branch as that guy that like CJ Gardner Johnson, give them that flexibility to play both. Chauncey Gardner Johnson, yes, you know, that's perfect. It really does make a lot of sense if they went that. And then they go away from Avante. Boom! Now you got your slot. Yeah, no, that that would make a lot of sense. I can't believe you're looking up Avante Max contract. I couldn't remember last year too. Yeah, exactly what I was thinking. Make the Super Bowl last year. They're picked tech second overall. Joining me on stage now are some very special guests, content creators who you know from YouTube, Dude Perfect, and Jason and Travis's mom, Donna Kelsey. A natural parent. Playing in a game on TV at the same time. Right. Okay, Travis is there, Jason's there. How in the world do you decide which game that you're going to watch? Uh, man, I don't know. That's really tough. I don't know. It's just tough to choose. <laughs> we had a feeling that would be the case, so we cooked up something a little bit special for you to help you break the tie. Here's the deal. We've got a custom coin with Travis and the Chiefs. Let's talk, let's talk more about Brian Branch. Uh, football personalities do perfect, apparently. <laughs> this is... This is apparently what we need for three and a half hours. Don't we do this in the third round, fourth round? Yeah, yeah exactly. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing like a bit. Yeah, they're doing they're, they're <laughs> doing they're doing bits in the, in the first round of the draft they look here. Like magicians up there, right? <laughs> they look like the Property Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> We're in pick thirty. I can say these things. <laughs> after the Eagles pick, we have one pick left. Do, do we see a trade up? Do we see another quarterback drafting? Do we see the Teddy Bridgewater trade? The, uh, the Lomar trade. Here we go. 30th pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Nolan Smith, linebacker, Georgia. So you went all Northwestern first round. You actually went all Georgia Georgia first round. Yes. Same teams. Very Uh, easily confusable. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) Wow. I mean, you love it. uh, Again, I think Nolan Smith could have easily went number 10 and... And that would have not been a shock. Uh, I Nolan just, Smith, 240 pounds, a little undersized. Is he a Sam? Is he an Edge? Is he what is he? Think but, about the pass rush packages. Just yeah, like yeah. imagine what they yeah. will look like on third down. <laughs> well, now they got four Georgia defenders. Even <laughs> no, if you're worried about his role and what he can yeah. be, like you play him ten snaps a game this yeah. year. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh-huh. insane. 
I, I mean, Hassan Reddick, Brandon Graham. I mean, Nolan Smith is kind of in that mold. He's yeah. that type of rusher where you want him to put his hand on the ground, he can do it. You want him to play on his feet, he yep. can do that. You want him to rush over the A-gaps, let him do that. And he's a really good run defender. So yes. I'm not worried, even though he is 240 pounds, I'm not worried about him setting an edge and no, playing on the outside. Like Some he, things he does best. That's yeah, actually, exactly. it's this kind isn't of like your typical undersized nope. rusher who is going to give you speed, but then you worry about him holding up against the run. That He's different than that. And that's why I'm surprised he lasted to this pick. If I'm the Eagles, I, this is amazing. I, I'm feeling great about yeah. what, what I did here, adding Jalen Carter. And, and this, I just draft all Georgia defenders, I guess. It's a strategy. We'll see how it it's works. not a bad strategy. Yeah. No. It's like, it's like being in the NBA, just draft Kentucky guys. It'll work out. Yeah. But it's, it, I, I would compare him to Bruce Irvin in the sense that it's like he can kind of do everything really yeah. well. And even if he doesn't have that jumbo size, he's tough as all guys. This again, I'll bring it up 20 time, 20 time with him. He doesn't wear gloves. I mean, that <laughs> speaks to his play style. He's super tough. And usually when a guy is super tough like that, it's because they have to be. Oh, yeah, he just goes out and runs a 4-4 or 4-3-9 flat. 4-3-9, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, it just uh, athletic gifts. And I always, I really liked just how fluid he was in coverage. Just a, kind of a Swiss Army knife out there. Yeah. So however they want to use him, it makes sense because he does it all well. And uh, when we did our edge our edge show, I was like, yeah, I don't. Uh, I only had him like 5% start, but I had like 80% starter potential. Yes. It's like this guy's going to play a lot of snaps and be very useful. doesn't have to be your ace, but it's perfect for what, what they have and what uh, what he is and what brings him to the table. That's why I was very high on Nolan Smith and why I had no problem. He was my 12th overall player, and I had no problem putting him up there because I feel really good with what he's going to give me. And yeah. I, I think he's, he's going to be a starter for a long time yep. in this league. He's going to be consistently productive. He might never make a Pro Bowl, but, you know, I, I think that in this draft – Specifically, the number of guys that are going to make a ton of Pro Bowls, there's not a long list. It's a useful draft. It, it is. It <laughs> That's really what is. It is. It's not the and star with Nolan draft. Smith, I know what I'm getting. And there was not a bigger advocate of Jalen Carter than Nolan Smith. Okay. It just it would not stop talking about and praising Jalen Carter as a person. And he was one of his brothers, and now they're teammates again. And, you know, it's kind of big brother looking out for little brother. Yeah. And Jordan Davis, Nicobe Dean, yep. it's, a, it's really cool to see. It's, it, it's a really cool setup they have with the structure of that defense. Um, and we know the Eagles' defensive line, it's not. It's rarely a need, but they always address it early. Yep. So this is, it's a home run pick. Brandon Graham is probably in his last year oh, there. I mean, they've got succession plans kind of all up and down the roster, yep, yeah. and I think that this absolutely plays into that. But, again, just the body that they can trot out in some of these packages and what he's going to be asked to do. He said he could be a starter for a long time. He doesn't need to be right now. Need to be, yeah. I mean, this is something you can just drop in, and it is a one hell of an athletic specimen to just drop into what you got going on defense. <laughs> yeah, and they, they have to face Michael Parsons twice a year. Heck, try to try it. See what how it works using them like that, where yeah. you're just going to be creative and yeah. force the quarterback on know where Nolan Smith is at all times. Uh, so you know it, it, if it's rushing up the middle, if you're yep. going to drop him in space, if you're going to rush him off the edge, just you could be really creative with the pressure packages yes. and yes. overloading and uh, the misdirection. So yeah, he, he gives you options of versatility. Yeah. Like him and Hassan Reddick, uh, this, uh, <laughs> have them twisted and knifing and just, it's just heat. He brings heat. And when you're talking about pass rushers and just having different flavors there is really nice. It's like some, cause sometimes the offensive line's got you, but then it's like, okay, well, we got this guy. Well, good luck with that. Your right tackle can't get out of his stance. Like imagine him against Caleb McGarry. Yeah. Like that, right. Poor Caleb. Like he's not going to be able to get out of his stance and Nolan Smith will be upfield. And the thing with Nolan, one of the things I worry about with him is he wants to attack, attack, attack. Yeah. He doesn't use en enough finesse and 
Like he just wants to rush down the middle the entire time. And you know, I, t- I talk a lot with David Pollock about this because Pollock has been kind of mentoring Nolan Smith. He just wants to go, 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 mm-hmm. and instead of setting up the rush and take a breath. But he's yeah. son Reddick will be able to help him. With right, that. a ton of guys. I mean, yeah. Ken Graham will be able to help. Him Talking about that. the room yeah. you're dropped exactly. into with the veteran presences in that room, and you can't imagine a better situation That's for it. him. All right. Here's the chief celebration starting. This is, this is it. <laughs> Captain Knight. We started with Patrick Mahomes uh, bringing out the Lombardi Trophy. We're going to end with uh, the Everything Chiefs. Enough. I mean, it, it, if they got a trade offer, I mean, you have to turn it down, right? I mean, they you have, have Chiefs. You're the home there guy. Is. You the pick, pick is in. Pick is in. It's a celebration. Let's cap it off. It kind of always feels like the draft is like the end of the league year, really. It's like, it yeah. almost, you know, like, and it's like, okay, now we. All right, now we got the team set, and here we go to the, to the 2023 race. Like that, kind of how it feels, and this really feels like that. This is the capper. For it's the, nice for that the they have the last pick. The, really the draft nice. is here. They get to kind of enjoy their moment. Yeah. I mean, it's it's cool. I mean, it, I think the idea of moving the draft around and kind of giving each of these Absolutely, cities yes. their chance to shine on NFL stage yes. is very very cool. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if, te- if fans will travel. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I see 300,000. I mean, we went to lunch and it was nothing but jerseys. It's great. Oh, my flight from Vegas. Random yeah. jerseys too. It's not just you know one team or another. It's it's team. I saw a bunch of Rams fans. Rams don't pick. To, they, they, <laughs> they don't pick until tomorrow. So I mean, you can't underestimate the fandom no. in this league. Well, that, so. that's uh, and also just you know the Super Bowl goes to warm weather cities. Like that's right. how it's that, always yeah, going to go. True. And so yeah. this is a way yes. to have what those cold weather cities you know from one that it's like let's reward them let them have the big event and really yeah detroit's next year and it's been chicago it's been all these places and what's really cool is like this is the fan event this uh, the super bowl feels more it's different it's more the spectacle it's more the corporate event this is truly the fan event that's what's so cool about it i mean jalen hyatt's still out there i mean it'd be fun dropping that receiver into this offense i mean right Really, I mean, the Chiefs aren't a team where the rookie receivers really make an impact right away. But man, just draw. I, I understand it's kind of repetitive with uh, Vado Scantling, but Hyatt's still be a fun player in that offense. I try to recall my shot from a, a few months ago from a, a random show we did Super Bowl week. I think it's like Keanu Benton and Chris Jones. This is like yeah, that was like I love that pairing. It's like that'd be amazing too. Defensive tackle. Defensive they, tackle. They don't stretch. He's the next one. If, if you want one, yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I, a lot of positions make sense for them. They're, they're sitting in a good spot. When you nail a draft like they nailed last that's, year, it's that's what's, yeah. especially on defense, it's like, oh, well, okay, we can yeah. just drop whoever we want to I drop. Probably in. use another edge rusher somewhere along the way. Keon Wade is the one, I think, because when you when you talk about Spagnola and the, the pass rushers, he, he wants big, fast, physical. Yeah. And so, you know, like Will McDonald, not really a fit what they do. Nolan Smith, probably not a fit what they do. But, you know, a guy like Keon White, he fits what yeah. they do. He, he's a better version of like you know, uh, the Ole Miss guy they took uh, a couple years ago in the second round, Breland Speaks. Yeah, you know he, he's a better version of that where he's he's bigger, he's faster, and I, I think he's a, a more complete player. Uh, but he fits exactly the scheme that the Chiefs, uh, what they run, what Spagnuolo wants. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Frank Clark's no longer there. Right. Uh, they, they have a hole at edge rusher. And right. so Keon White would be one guy I'd definitely keep at the top of the list. Yeah. You know, they're betting on the ascension a little bit of Carl Loftus, but also Carl Loftus is just such a, a certain type of player. Yeah. You know, yeah. He, he, he really is. So it's like, yeah, just even a little more juice, like you said. Just... And, and Aduki Uzama, yep. uh, who's a Kansas City native, yeah. that'd be a lot of fun yeah. right here. Oh, he's, yeah. Uh, Kansas oh, he, State. Oh, he does rush the passer. That's, <laughs> that's it, right? what he is. Right. And we yeah. also talked about Matthew Bergeron potentially f- 
dropping yeah, it at the right. back half of the first round. And you could position, make an argument right. that they need another tackle. And yes. Really, yeah, it's, I think it's Lucas Niang at right you, tackle right now. Are you betting on Lucas Niang as being the, I, they hope he is. You right. know, that'd be great if it works out that way, but he, he's an unproven oh, asset right now. Bergeron, I, 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 yeah, this actually be a great landing spot for him, mm-hmm. especially with Andy Hack and everything. Yeah, oh, here we In go. another position where offensive tackle, it, yep. it, it, it drops off. Yes. And so Bergeron he's kind of the last guy, of that. Yeah. Maybe Dewan Jones on the side there. Here we go. Here we go. Champion Kansas City Chiefs, Clark Hunt. <laughs> How about it, Kansas City? With the 31st pick. Of the 2023 NFL Draft, the Kansas City Chiefs select Felix and Ujike Uzama. Defensive end, Kansas I mean, City. Is there a better way to end the night with the Kansas City native going to Kansas City, in Kansas City, at the draft, at the final pick of the first round? Right. That's awesome. That's, uh, that is really poetic. And you know, He's a good player. He, <laughs> he he's, with his ability to rush off the edge, uh, you know, he can win in different ways. Yep. He's still learning. Yep. Does he need to get better as a run defender? Yes. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, guys like this that are that productive, uh, you know, he's, you know, and I, I go back to the combine and talking to uh, a lot of the tackles. You know, who's the toughest guy you faced? Uh, Kansas State. And a Duke and Zom. Hey, they, 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 a lot of them couldn't even say his name. They said, right. oh, Kansas State. Yeah, <laughs> Kansas State. Number 91. FAU. Yeah. Fort right. Atlantic. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, uh, he knew exactly who yeah. they were talking about. He, yeah. he was a, uh, a guy that offenses really had to prepare for because he can get around the edge quickly. He can corner. Yeah. So, uh, edge rushers, not surprising to see so many of them come off the board here in the yeah. first. I mean, and he's a, like, he's got juice and he's a technician. Like you said, he's got different moves already. He's like, he's got like four pitches already, like a pitcher coming into the league and against the run. He's a, He's indifferent. Uh, <laughs> I, that's why I've compared him to Yannick Ngakwe because it was like, yeah, he he can he has ten, ten sack potential. I really do think that. But it's like, you know, if you run at him, he's going to pick his spots. Well, what's but, nice about this is they signed Charles Manahu in free agency. Yes, yeah. and I think they're excited about what Charles Manahu can do as an interior yes, rush. Right. So if on base downs you have a Manahu and Carl Loftus in there, and then you can sprinkle him in in some pass rush Correct. situations, it'd be a really nice development plan for him. I think it'll yeah. make a lot of sense based on what they already have. Spags, Spags loves blitzing, but last year he throttled back, and mm-hmm. he was letting his guys win. And this guy can win he, on an island with him and Chris Jones. Oh man, that's a, that's a lot of heat coming off, and I think he can. His game will just translate right away because he already has that advanced hand usage. It's more just a little bit consistent with it, yeah. consistency with it. But it's he's got some advanced things already, and already, it has some good traits as far as athleticism and, and the motor. The yeah. best yeah, thing yes. that he does is he keeps his pursuit alive. Yeah, does not just shut it down when the you know, the first move doesn't work. He's going, going, yep. going. The motor is running hot until the whistle blows, and so. You know, some of the sacks, cleanup sacks, yeah, that, that, you know what? That's okay. Yeah. You're, you're showing me your effort in the hustle. Run the hoop. Exactly. So <laughs> keep running. Keep it going. If the quarterback's yep. going to hold it, chase him down and make plays. Yep. Gentlemen, that's the first round of the 2023 NFL draft. All right. When we think about this draft yeah. a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, what are you going to remember about tonight? I, the Texans being so aggressive. I mean, and, and how does it pay off for them? You know, going, getting, taking the quarterback to two with CJ Stroud, then going back up to get Will Anderson and not just resting on their laurels and having all these draft picks and just adding bodies, going to get the guy they wanted. 
you know, you have to wonder, it was kind of a deal they made. Like they wanted Will Anderson at two. And what if we did this? What if we take yeah. the quarterback at two and then we'll come back up and get your yeah. guy, D'Amico? Uh, so the aggressiveness that the Texans showed was that, that definitely something. And then I keep going back to the Eagles yeah. uh, mm-hmm. to trade up like that to get uh, Jalen Carter. Then at 30, get the guy I think they were comfortable taking at 10 yep. and Nolan Smith. <laughs> going back to back like that with Georgia defenders uh, on the defensive line, uh, it's no mystery why the Eagles are uh, uh, such a well-run franchise. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I, I would say the Texans. That that double dip, it, yeah. it was really cool. <laughs> it really was. It was true name needle movers. Like they have name Ohio State and Alabama guy already. Okay, cool. That got you about a thousand season tickets. <laughs> but the actual guys are players and like can be your franchise cornerstones. You're you're hoping for. What the Raiders did, that was a first and second round pick, where they went Khalil Mack and Derek Carr. And boom, boom. It's like, wow, we got our franchise cornerstones that we got rid of in, both, in different ways, but that's what you're hoping for. But that's why I'm going to remember the drop of Levis, you know, his yeah. fall. Uh, I really did think he, he, he had first round tape. I'm actually kind of surprised that no one would take a chance on him here. And also the tight ends, how they shook out with Mayor dropping off. That's why I'm going to remember yeah. those type of moves. Michael Mayer. Yeah, the Mayor, the mayor dropped. There were some hints that people, he might go a little lower than you expect. I didn't think it would be outside the first round, though. Right. Biggest question as we head into tomorrow, outside of maybe Will Levis, because I think that's the one that lingers over everything here. Yeah, I mean, I think that Michael Mayer, you know, the tight ends, where does that pick back up? Where we see those com- guys come off the board, Laporta, Tucker Craft. Yeah. Luke Musgrave, Darnell Washington. Um, it, it is a very deep tight end class, but at a certain point, it's like, okay, let's let's. <laughs> These are the best players yeah, left. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you know, I mean, Brian Branch is a guy that he's a first round player. Yeah. I mean, this is a watch his tape and tell me that's not a first round player. I, I understand he's 190 pounds and he's uh, a four or five athlete, but you know, he's he's a really good player. So first pick tomorrow night, Pittsburgh Steelers. Tell me about it. Thirty-second pick. Uh, Joey Porter Jr. still out there. Yeah, right. That'd be, uh, I, I promise you, we're going to read a lot of the second and third round mock drafts over the next twenty-four hours, and Joey <laughs> Porter Jr. is going to show up quite a bit with that thirty-second pick. It's a one staple pick right there. Yeah, yeah uh, that's really was again. It's where, where the tight ends end up. Actually, just now this kind of second tier of receivers, like so Hyatt mm-hmm. and like who was getting rumored into the first round, where they end up. So pass catchers, I guess, would be a good way to put it. And also, yeah, I'm actually just really curious of one team, and that's the Rams. I'm just curious what they do yeah. with that pick. Because, yeah. again, we talk about how these teams signal what they're doing with their selections. And it's like, for the Rams that were, are you guys trying? You're trying to win games, huh? <laughs> okay, all right. So what does that mean? What yeah. does that signal that they're trying to do? No interior offensive lineman. Correct. I, I, Skronsky, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Skronsky, tech, yeah, theoretically. <laughs> but yeah, the Titans right. are for sure going to go like, hey, let's, right. let's try out a tackle. Yeah. But no centers, which is yeah. not a surprise no, there. No. But no Cyrus Torrance, no Steve Avila. I, right. And I think that was coming in, we thought that was probably going to be the case. Tackles were going to go. Yep. Guards, there's good depth. You, you could wait till round two to get those guys. Yeah, yeah. I thought maybe one would go. Like one, yeah. one tier. Osiris and Torrance was probably the one most popular one. But it's kind of going where he should go. Like, yeah. really, you know, like he was, that was just kind of the draft was supposedly shaking out. So I agree. Yeah, the interior guys where the two centers go, Tipman and uh, Smith Schuster yeah. from Wisconsin, Minnesota, like that. This second round is going to be interesting because it is. It's the useful draft. Yep. And so this, we're right in the thick of it now. But after pick, 15, where this is the thing, but 15 through 50 is very similar. There's not much drop off here. I mean, the, the two stats that kind of stuck with me as we were coming into tonight are the 85 touchdowns for Stroud over those two years and the 51 and a half tackles for loss for Will Anderson over those two years. Yeah. The Texans got both guys. Yeah. yeah. The Texans kind of start 
this next era of Texans football with C.J. Stroud, and then the Colts do the same with Anthony Richardson. Yeah. Just yeah. what he could potentially be in that offense and just already mm-hmm. imagining the ways that Shane Steichen's going to be able to use him. We knew the quarterbacks would kind of dictate the night a little bit, and for those two landing spots to be what they are, I think they're particularly intriguing. I'm pretty fired up about him ending up with the Colts. Yeah. Just as pass yeah. catchers, the offense coordinator, it, where they're at as a team, where it's not, I, I don't think, Colts fans, I'm sorry, but I don't think there should be high expectations. So it's kind of, there's going to be the growing pains. And I think that's, it's the perfect situation where he can play. And it's like, it's kind of fine. Let him go. Let him go. Let him go. Let him run around. Run it's around. Have fun. TV whenever they're on TV. It, I mean, you want to see how it's going to work, you know, and it, I think everyone expects there to be some bumps, but you just want to see it in motion and see how it works. And they got the monsters at, at the skill positions between yeah. their tight ends, Johnny Woods and Mo Alley right, Cox, right, and then right. all the receivers, Anthony Richardson, Jonathan Taylor, just have them. Start out there. It's going to be like a uh, offensive basketball lineup with seven footers out there. And I love some of these AFC contenders like loading up. Yeah, yeah. it's like we need. Buffalo. It, we yeah. are in an arms race. Yes, yeah. against the team that won the Super Bowl and is hosting the drafts right, draft right now. We got to just up our firepower as much as we can. And in succession, those teams did only that. seven teams can make it to the playoffs, and there's like 10, 11 AFC teams. Yeah. I'm like, hey, what are you going to do? Not compete? I mean, yeah, you're right. Go for it. You got to try. And so, yeah, that's. Uh, Love what Buffalo did with Kincaid. That's that's awesome. Yeah, that was a fun Josh one. Allen's going to help him right away. That slot receiver role, uh, but you know he doesn't have to come off the field because nope. you could the way you use him. So I love that fit. Yeah, he, he doesn't. That that was always my thing with him is how many snaps he can play and he's going to play. Yeah. Like it, it's oh, yeah. first and second down, twelve, we, eleven. Doesn't matter. He's he's still be on the field because he's pa- catching passes anyways. I, I, that was. Yeah. It was like I was not one I was truly expecting to happen, and I'm like pretty excited to see that unfold. You give up a fourth round pick to go get that guy. Oh, all day. Yeah, all day. <laughs> all day. I think Dallas takes him. I think Cincinnati. Yep. I mean, well, Buffalo is the next pick, but Dallas might have taken him there. So yeah. it makes a ton of sense. You guys are not talking about the most important pick of the first round, which is Darnell all right. Locking yeah. down that right tackle. Right right. That's what we're all about. Guys, that was a blast. Thank you so much for spending the evening with us. And guess what? We're doing it again tomorrow. Right we'll be back here tomorrow night. Right live reactions to every pick from rounds two and rounds three. We've got some more friends coming to visit us. Until then, sincerely appreciate you spending the night with us. We'll talk to you soon. This was the Athletic Football Show.